Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I am your host, Billy Pollahan, and with me, as always, is the Mr. Gibbs to my Jack Sparrow, or the Captain Barbosa to my Jack Sparrow, Mr. Billy or <laughs> Mr. Raul Rodriguez. I, I like it. I like it. The race are chaotic. I like it. Yes, we're back. I'm Raul Rodriguez, as always, but today we're going to start a really interesting franchise. Voted on by you guys, so thank you for putting us through this hell. Thank you for not choosing Transformers. Thank God. (laughs) Yes, because the first half of this month, or most of this month, is going to be pretty awesome. And then it won't be. Oh, I have thoughts about number five. I like four, though. I need to rewatch it, though. I've never seen five. Ooh, Salazar's Revenge, you say? Or Dead Men Tell No Tales, depending on where you are. International audiences for Salazar's Revenge. We're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. The iconic, the last adventure franchise, technically. One of the last adventure franchises, yeah. The Curse of the Black Pearl. Historic movie. A big as risk before they made it. Because... For those of you that didn't know, Pirates of the Caribbean is based on the theme park ride yes. in Disney World, in Disneyland. In Disneyland, yeah. I didn't know that. I just thought, oh man, pirates are cool. As a kid, little did they know. Oh yeah, and they got Jerry Bruckheimer to produce mm-hmm. it. The oh, guy my that Jerry Bruckheimer, the Rock, and so many. Usually partners with Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. So it was like, really? And Johnny Depp was going to be the main, like, star? And Gore Verbinski after he made the American version of The Ring. Which is a very... Great remake. love it or hate it. I like that remake a lot. I like it too, but some people do not like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, huge risk. Humongous. And also, this was also one of the biggest risks for Disney to be a PG-13 movie. A live action one, too. Yes, but little did they know, next to the princesses and eventually Frozen, Pirates of the Caribbean would become one of their biggest franchises ever. Mm-hmm. They become huge. Not only that, I think also that caused the big impact of this becoming a franchise was because Johnny Depp got nominated for Best best Actor at the Oscars. Remember when the Oscars used to nominate based on performance? Mm-hmm. It didn't really matter if it was a blockbuster or if it was a small indie film that no if one it was had a comedy or comedies. Yeah. What happened mm-hmm. to those? And now it's just all the small films that nobody ever sees. Not to say that they shouldn't see it, mm-hmm. but it should not just be based on that. Or the pretentious ones that they do a lot of campaigns. The Weinstein method. Yes. Thanks a lot. Uh, Bob and Harvey, especially you, Harvey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but going back to Pirates, um, I remember when I saw this movie 20 fucking years ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was 2003. Uh, this movie is fucking awesome. Like, specifically because we're in the 2000s, living the era of the mummy movies, and then Van Helsing, and then Pirates of the Caribbean. Adventures were on a high. For me, sorry, this was my peak of adventure movies. Those this is 2000 my to 2005. Introduction to adventure movies. 
this was officially your introduction to adventure movies. Well, okay, next after Indiana Jones. Yeah. Funny enough, we had just done. Mm-hmm. But this is the one where this is the introduction for me for Disney live action movies. Ooh. Yes, this was the very first live action Disney uh, movie I had ever seen. Really? So even before Mary Poppins. Even, so you have so before this moment, you never saw like uh, Begnas and Broomsticks or Glenn Close's classic One Hundred One Dalmatians. No, nothing. Not even Mary Poppins. Wow. No, this is the film that introduced me to the live action Disney movies. Actually, it's a great. I was start. seven it's years a... old when this came out too, and I just oh, that's I didn't really so... care. Sometimes what... I forget that you're younger. Yeah, that's yeah. True. I'm I'm much younger, and. Yeah. I didn't really care about the content. I just wanted to see pirates. And obviously mm-hmm. Jack Sparrow was the the big thing I got out of it, which is what most people got out of it. And also because character of in this movie. movie also because of this movie, technically we got more live action stuff from Disney. And this is also technically responsible for it. Because this is what that... turned Johnny Depp into an international superstar. Mm-hmm. And he was already a star technically. Yeah, he was a star in America, but he was mostly known for just doing these quirky little Tim Burton movies. Mm-hmm. And then he did Jack Sparrow, and he became one of the highest paid actors of all time. Yes. That is no longer the case now, but still, it was it was he had enough money to buy his own island and, I don't know, his own wine. Did he got paid like $200 million for like the fourth one or the third one? It was like a, a lot. I stupid like amount. It was a stupid amount, yeah. Yeah, but Pirates of the Caribbean, like, the other thing that I like about these movies a lot, specifically the Gorbabinsky ones, Gorbabinsky likes some violence. This is a wild P13 violent Disney live action movie. I forgot how violent it was. It definitely earns the PG-13 rating, which yes. I'm glad that they do. And... Yeah, this movie is just a fun... It's a simple story mm-hmm. that does not get bogged down by complicated lore and details. I'm looking at you at World's End. And, and uh, this... yeah, you want to just jump into it? Yes, so we we start a boat. We see Elizabeth singing the song, Yo-ho, yo-ho. From the theme park. From the theme park, Pirates Life for me. And then we see her father. I forgot the name of the father, though. And so her dad was like, Yeah, you cannot sing these songs because you can get killed. Like, we get introduced right away on the rule. If you even try to save a pirate or even sing something about a pirate, you will can get killed in this England based Caribbean. <laughs> well, they're in Port Royal, Jamaica. Yeah, which was Royal a Jamaica, British yes, colony. Right. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's called Pirates of the Caribbean because it's in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name is Governor Weatherby Swan, played by classically trained theater actor Jonathan Price. You might know him That's as the name. high... Funny mm-hmm. enough, the high sparrow in Game of Thrones. Yes. Or if you're a fan of Tomorrow Never Dies, he's the bad guy in that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we yeah, also and- get um, Norrington as well. I know him as the guy from Bird Box. Oh my yeah, god, he, he was he, in Bird he, Box. He, he's, he's the crazy guy from Bird Box. Yes, I remember. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and we also get introduced to one of the best side characters ever, like one of the best right-hand mans, Mr. Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. And, Gibbs. Yeah, they are uh, They're sailing to Port Royal mm-hmm. aboard the Dauntless. That's a, name. They, That's a good name for a ship. They find... Oh, apparently this is in the year 1720. All right. I did not know that. And... Uh, they encounter a shipwreck and there's a boy a boy on the uh in the water not little mermaid at all disney but in reverse it's not prince eric yeah and then we see that she goes to him and i say and the the kids i was like my name is will turner and then but she sees the necklace and she protects Will because the necklace she recognizes that is from a pirate. And yep. she already reveals his name. Mm-hmm. And I but love she sees the, the black transition. girl disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sees a ship with black sails with holes in them. Mm-hmm. Or as I call it, the SpongeBob ship. Yes. Which we will get introduced to the Flying Dutchman, so that's even more SpongeBob mm-hmm. uh, for you. Um, and when she closes her eyes and then she opens them and she's Kira Knightley. That's I'm ready, a JJ Abrams kind of shut with the yeah. eyes. I miss transitions like that when they actually yeah. transitioned, not just cuts to the next scene. You don't really get any clever transitions anymore, and that makes me that very is sad. True, we don't have a lot of cute transitions anymore. Yeah, like I was just talking about, funny enough, Indiana Jones last month, the one where he puts the hat down and then he mm-hmm. looks up and then it's older Indy. That stuff right there is clever i think you know the best movie that i can think of with a good transition in the last five years when uh michelle yo is holding her hands together like the hot box and then it opens the whole screen it's not that's one of the best transitions ever in the last five years yeah <laughs> oh that's a good one and yes we are introduced to elizabeth swan bushed or played by kira nicely you know she just talks like this the entire time Jesus yeah. And he's, well, women in England must have learned not to breathe. <laughs> oh my God. One day we need to do Pride and Prejudice, the, the Kira Knight universe. Darcy, I don't Darcy. like you. I just bend it like Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> the way she like talks is so fun. Yes. And everybody does a Kira Knightley impression because. I mean, first of all, unbelievably beautiful. Oh, she's gorgeous. I mean, she's a stick figure, but she is absolutely gorgeous. She doesn't need. <laughs> no. And then we get introduced to older Will Turner, played by Orlando Bloom. I think this is the first time we're talking about Orlando Bloom. We had never talked about Orlando Bloom. Because we've never done Lord of the Rings. Yeah, this was his decade. Lord of the Rings, Pirates of the Caribbean, Kingdom of Heaven, Troy. Elizabeth Town, if you're a fan of that movie, mm-hmm. even though it is a terrible, terrible movie. Wasn't that Kristen Dunst? Kristen Dunst, yep. Yeah. Cameron Crowe. And is it Vision, the other guy? Paul Bettany, yeah. Yeah, I remember. This is where uh, Orlando Bloom actually was doing really, really good movies. Mm-hmm. And then not at all. And then now he's sort of just like been this quiet actor and then he we're came gonna, back to we're Legolas. We're going to see Gran Turismo. 
I'm actually curious about that movie. Hey, it's Neil Blomkamp. That's why I'm curious. Because it looks nothing like any Neil Blomkamp movie. That's why I'm curious, yeah. Then we know that Christopher... Uh, sorry, Commodore Norrington is fancy as uh, Elizabeth. Even though he's and, like 10 years old, 10 or like... He looks like 20 say, years older than her. How old is Elizabeth in the story? Like 18, 17? I tried to do some research, and apparently it's like 10 years older, which isn't bad, I guess, but this dude looks like he's like 40. Yeah. And Will is there to drop off a sword, and mm -hmm. obviously there's a recurring thing where he doesn't get credit because yeah. he made the sword. And, oh, also the little funny moments that this franchise is known for, like when Will is playing with the candles and then... Like, yeah. and the mantelpiece and then he breaks one of them off and he just puts it in the uh, umbrella case remember stuff like when, that remember when characters used to have little tidbits to know you more about the character and now we don't do that anymore and will turner the ultimate simp oh yeah he is he is straight out of a romance novel like he is definitely romeo and julietting they, they are definitely romeo and julietting and even much. though this is when orlando bloom was not ripped yet though no, no. And the beginning where he tries to grow facial hair is very funny to me. I was like, I used to be like that when I was mm -hmm. like 13. I also love how Willie's so proper. Uh, I like those kind of like some things when you see like uh, movies that they do in the time. It's because when you see all of those British ones, Kieran Ali did a lot of British movies in the 2000s. She did a lot of period pieces. A lot of period pieces, yeah. And then we get the introduction... I still think that this is one of the best character introductions of all time. Hard agree. If we see Johnny Depp at the top of a beautiful boat, the fucking wind on him, fucking looking brave as hell, holding the fucking the, the piece of wood and the fucking sun behind him. And then the fucking camera pans out. It's a fucking horrible ass boat that is flooding. Okay, that, and the, also the score. Gotta comment yes. on the score by, let me just look real uh, quick, Klaus Battle, mm. who is often known for his collaborations with Hans Zimmer. And I believe Hans Zimmer did uncredited work for this movie. So the Jack Sparrow theme he explained was you know it's this big do 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 because he explained he's like that's because that's what jack sees himself as he's the greatest pirate in yes. the world mm -hmm. and then you cut to like the ship sinking and everything or when he's on land which it's also funny just when he's um on the <laughs> as the boat the is sinking he <laughs> times it perfectly with going on the docks and then it's done Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. And it's like this, like quirky little music because that's what it's, uh, what he actually is. It feels very Home Alone in that moment. <laughs> yeah. And the way he walks, he's like always off balance, and he looks like he's drunk. Super but that's drunk. because sea legs, because he's used mm -hmm. to being out on sea, and when you're out on sea, the boat rocks all the time, so you got to get used to that. And, and also he's always on a pirate ship. Uh, what was it, Keith Richards? I think that was the inspiration. Yes, the he makeup. was very heavily inspired by Keith yeah. Richards. Mm -hmm. And also, this is how you do method acting without being a pretentious asshole like Jared Leto. 
because I think Johnny Depp did the acting so well that you don't see Johnny Depp. You see Jack Sparrow. But he's also glued to Johnny Depp. I don't think that you cannot see another actor portraying the character. No, because it's so ingrained with Johnny Depp as well. I, w- mm-hmm. I wouldn't know, like, just based on looks, but on his voice. Mm-hmm. Like, I can I can hear Johnny Depp's voice there. But even then, it's also like, oh, man. It took a while to put two and two together. I'm like, oh, that's the same Johnny Depp that was Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. I just thought a really bad casting if they would try to get another actor to do Jack Sparrow. But it will be interesting. I was thinking of Jensen Ackles as Jack Sparrow. I don't know why. It came into my brain. What is wrong with you, sir? No. It will be There's only one Jack Sparrow. I know. I think Either way, uh, we get to yeah. the ceremony where Captain Norrington becomes Admiral Norrington and he proposes but she is so constricted by the corset that she faints over the rocks as we also had a funny scene with jack trying to steal a ship from these two incompetent british soldiers and he's just straight up like yeah i'm here to steal a ship raid pillage plunder and otherwise do everything he's just like tell us the truth i call those two not simon peck and not nick frost i (laughs) i'm gonna call them that now and then he's just uh we also uh realized through the dialogue jack sparrow is not an idiot no he's actually a lot smarter than people think he is and a mistake that the sequels made later that he became dumber according to his sequel where he became a bumbling fool that just stumbled through through luck like a charlie chaplin or a buster keaton character Mm. they jar jar binked him pretty badly yeah but here he takes people's perception of him and mm-hmm. uses it to his, his advantage, advantage. Mm-hmm. because everyone knows Jack is shady. He knows he's shady and he embraces it. And they are just like, even the soldiers are like, no, just tell us the truth. And he, and the other one's just like, I think he is telling the truth. Unless of course you thought I wasn't going to tell the truth. Even if I told you it, because he's a master manipulator. He's very good at weaseling his way out of his situations. Mm-hmm. And then as they're talking, Elizabeth goes down to the bottom and he's just like, all right, I'll, I'll save her. And we also see Jack Sparrow is also not a bad guy at heart. Mm-hmm. Like when push comes to shove. Yeah, because he <laughs> would have been another pirate. He would have killed not Simon Peck and not Nick Frost. Oh, for sure. And he's just like, hold on to these. After they say, I can't swim. He's just like, pride of the British, uh, the Queen's Navy. You are goes down and mm-hmm. we see that Elizabeth, brought out the gold coin because i guess she was dreaming about the day she met will and, and convenient uh, for the plot the fucking necklace activates because he touched water boom boom and it, it sends out a sonar pulse i have a question though and i just saw the movie yesterday it felt like watching the movie for the first time so we're saying that she put it immediately into a drawer for 10 years no, so she's technically... she's had it for 10 years. She had it for 10 years, yes. So the curse never happened on her because technically saying that the only people that can get the curse is men? No, uh, somebody that stole the piece. But she didn't technically and... stole it. She technically no, grabbed it from Will. She grabbed it from Will, but she didn't take it from the chest. Mm-hmm. You gotta take it from the chest. And it has to be paid in blood or somebody that's related. 
And we know that Will's father, at that time, I mean, he wasn't alive. So, wait. So, just to clarify, because Justin, I'm confused. So, if Will would have stayed with the peace, Will would have not had the curse because Bootstrap Bill was the one that stole it, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, because I got and confused. We'll get, we'll get to Bootstrap Bill. Because it's a lot of reckoning. Yes, there is. Also, I just got to point out the fact, Will, that's a good name, as mm -hmm. is Bill. Not not biased at all. William is no. not definitely uh, a name that one of us has. <laughs> anyway, um, then I love that he, fucking Jack Sparrow immediately cuts the girdle. No, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, "I couldn't have thought of that." Clearly, you've never been to Singapore. <laughs> and so, and then uh, I don't know why, but when you said it, and when he said it, it reminded me of Hugh Grant and Bridget Jones too. I think you can never be to Thailand and being with a Thai boy. <laughs> Hang him, <laughs> as he immediately knows he's a pirate as well. Mm -hmm. He's just like Jack Sparrow, is it? And then he points out all his flaws. The and then he says, "You're without a doubt the worst pirate I have ever heard of." But he's like, "But you have heard of me." No, but I love the light. Jack Sparrow is in it. A compass that cannot point north. A gun with no powder. I expect for a wooden sword. You're the worst pirate I have ever heard of. But you have heard of me. <laughs> That's totally me. But you have heard of me, right? <laughs> he's also, he's got a point. Mm -hmm. And then we get, uh, of course, after saving Elizabeth, he uses her as leverage to try to escape. Mm -hmm. And he's also got this thing where he wants to be introduced as Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain... But he doesn't have a ship, so yeah. he doesn't really have that title. Well, he technically has a park. Still in the water, but still no, it's not going anywhere. It. And yeah, then it's... we get an awesome sequence where he is. Uh, tries to escape and he's also known for saying and this will be the day where you almost caught captain jack yes. sparrow and then we get it like you said yesterday this movie was not planned as a franchise no this movie was not planned as a franchise because and this is just a fun sequence it's a really fun movie well. yeah the production design also incredible all the costumes almost and so everything. practical Everything was all practical. If they did use CGI, it was only used for uh, the cursed crew, which we will mm -hmm. get to eventually. We're, we're 20 minutes in. or <laughs> barely through the movie. Oh, that's a lot of plot. So I like uh, the, when uh, he missed a we will at the, at the blacksmith's uh, place. I was like, uh, oh, my God, who makes all of these pieces in, uh, in Will Turner? Me. I practice them with them three hours a day. And I love Jack. Wow, you need to find yourself a girlmate. You're not a eunuch, right? Yeah, he's just like, unless of course you have a said woman and are unable to woo. You're woo not a eunuch, her. are you? <laughs> and great sword fighting as well. Real swords. Same guy that made the swords in Mark of Z or Mask of Zorro. Also and made also the, swords the of Pirates thing of that balances with the wheel, between the plank and the wheel. If like I said, alive. great action set pieces. And it's small because it reminds me of, like, I think Gorbo Risky, that's why he did the big wheel sequence in the sequel. Because yeah, that's the, the most the memorable is, scene. The first three movies have some of those creative action set pieces yes. as well. Here, it's, like, small, but it feels big. And it feels organic, too. It does, because they're there for a reason. Yes. And especially in the climax of the movie with that whole, like, cave and stuff mm -hmm. full of treasure... That's because that's, it's a treasure. 
and you know that thing that I need to we need to point out that the fucking the beautiful way of like making a nod to the ride it doesn't distract you from the story or the movie it does the movie doesn't stop or the story doesn't stop like the little nods to the ride are just their sprinkle if you really have been on the ride many fucking times that's the thing that i like about the movie too yeah for sure anyway jack of course cheats to win mm-hmm. and will points out he's like you cheated pirate <laughs> and then something that i love when he uses his pistol to of course cheat and he goes can you move no please <laughs> this shot yeah, was not meant for you mm-hmm. and, and that's then, very important because it's literally a checkup's gun yes it is mm-hmm. and then he gets knocked out by the drunken blacksmith guy who is just sleeping through the entire thing and then we go to the iconic scene from the right of the pirates with the kid dangling the keys to the dog, like dangling the bone to get the, the keys from the dog. And I love that the it feels very meta that Jack Sparrow was like, you're never going to get the attention of the dog. <laughs> it was like, you keep, keep, keep dangling, you're never going to get the attention of the dog. And this is the moment when we see, because he also, he can feel kind of like, it's really interesting that him and some of the characters that can feel the, the presence of the Black Pearl. I like that a lot. You really also, feel like they keep hyping up the Black Pearl, this ghost ship commanded by a cursed crew and everything. And also I like the focus of seeing Moonlight. Moonlight plays a big Pearl. part in this movie. <laughs> and then... And- this is the little nut that I like, but we see the pirates attacking the whole town and then do a lot of things from the right, like the pirate per- persecuting the woman that is super well-dressed, like a, the handmaiden, and also the pirates like blowing up everything, a lot of people running, and those little nuts from the right, I like that, but it doesn't distract you because we're seeing this chase of the pirates trying to get to the governor's uh, mansion. That it feels because they good. know it's the, it's the power if they can overthrow the governor. Is they it got me? Or the royal. mansion looks a lot like the haunted mansion from Disneyland. From outside. I paused it when I was watching with you. I was like, does it look a lot like the haunted mansion? It, because it looks a lot from the outside, though. I don't know if it was a little nut with that cover music did for the ride. But then we see that I was like, oh, why are they here? Says Elizabeth. Like, You're the governor's daughter. And we get the introduction of, I call it, the not gay pirates. <laughs> Does those two have a name? They, they, the chubby uh, guy in the way. and Reggetti are Thank their you. names. Yeah, one they... played by Grumpy from Once Upon a Time, and the other one played <laughs> by the original Office version of Dwight Schrute. Um, <gasps> in Game of Thrones, he was also the guy that could control the eagle that like scratches John's face. Oh, yeah. Anyone. But I love when the pirates are like, oh, yeah, the Black Pearl. And they're saying all these like generic stuff like, and the captain by a man so evil that hell itself spit its, spit him out. He's just like, and they don't leave any survivors. But Jack points out, he says, no survivors. And where do the stories come from? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I like those that. moments like- right there, I'm like, ah, Jack is a clever, clever man. Not only that, it's also inviting the theme of myth versus legends. I like that thing when they do, I do that. I like that when they do a like story. So I like the grumpy. He's like, we know you're here, puppet. You got something from us and he's calling us. I was like, the goal is calling us. Hello, puppet. And then your favorite thing. And then we see that Elizabeth was like, how to man parlay. Parlay. 
I demand a parlay. Lay down by the code of the governors. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You no, there's this woman on the internet. I showed Raul a video yeah, of it later. She does the good. best Kira Knightley impression I have ever heard of. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great. Um, Will, where are you, Will? <laughs> uh, snores in British. Yeah. And then we see <laughs> but anyway, she gets, she's like, I demand to see the captain. Mm-hmm. And so... She gets taken to the captain. Captain, first of all, his first name is Hector. It's not said in this movie. But uh, mm-hmm. Barbosa, played by Jeffrey Rush. That he steals every fucking one of his movies. Jeffrey Rush always, like, he was eating the scenery. And also, I really like the... We see that the, one of the cannons... Oh, well, I see. we see one of the cannons goes... Explodes the... The, the prison and the other pirates get away and then we see that Jack is begging the, to the dog to get the attention and the dog runs away and we see two pirates walking in and I was like wow Captain Jack Sparrow I thought we let, we abandoned you in an island and Jack is like I was in hell and then we see this pirate reaching to get Jack and grabs him by the neck then this is the first reveal that we get of the arm in the moonlight turning into a skull into pure bone. Yeah, and, and then... he's like, oh, there is a curse. Mm-hmm. I see. And there's also, while that's happening, Will, who was forging a sword mm-hmm. at night, like a loser, he <laughs> he was trying to help the village, and there's a, there's a great moment where uh, there's the dude with the wild beard and the, the bombs, and then there's the other guy who is just like, say goodbye. And then he gets hit by like a sign. And then he goes, goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> and anyway, Will gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. And they take Elizabeth to Barbosa, And she lies and said, says that her last name is Turner. Mm-hmm. And that's, you don't know it at the time. That's the only reason why they keep her alive. Mm-hmm. Because she, uh, they know that she has the gold piece. Mm-hmm. And it's and just then, a cool looking piece with like a skull in on it and everything. And then she's like, uh, well, if you really want it, I can just wrap it right now. And then she's at the edge of the boat. I was like, uh, so it is important for you. I was like, uh, I demand an agreement. You take me back to shore and you hey, I was like, uh, and I'll give you the piece back. You have to respect my agreement and you leave the town alone. And then, and then I was like, uh, oh, and then it was like, okay, I accept. I was like, uh, so he he stops the attack barbell. So I was like, but you're not taking me back to the shore. We never agreed to that. Also, the code doesn't apply to you. You're no pirate. The code is not a rule book. It's more like a guideline. So there is no rules in this in this boat. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he also is just like, uh, uh, she's using fancy terms, and he's just like, we are not but humble pirates. Mm. But then he uses those terms to know that he actually knows what she's talking about. It's an old pirate tactic where um, they they tend to use a lot of deception in their tactics. And you'll see that later on at the prison escape, which is one of my favorite sequences in this movie. Um, but um, what does happen is uh, Will, of course, is going to the Commodore and Governor Swan and is just like, oh, we need to take action against Elizabeth. And they're just like, oh, I don't know. The governor really pisses me off because he's very inconsistent. 
Yeah, first he loves his daughter so much, and then he's like, nah, I'm gonna Yeah, like, even his first introduction, like, uh, he's saying, no, no, don't talk about pirates. Mm. And then he's like, does a father need an occasion to spoil his daughter? I would hope you'd wear it at the Commodore's today. And then she's just like, I knew it. Knew you were trying to manipulate me. Mm -hmm. And then also he's like, uh, you can do whatever you want, Elizabeth, and I'll support you. But also you need to be with the Commodore just to give me respect. And I'm like, I forgot that he was really inconsistent. I forgot that, that about that, about the father. Yeah, yeah. And why does he look like Captain Morgan? I don't know. He just does. They They all do. Um, but what does happen is we know that Will is head over heels in love with Elizabeth because she's Kieran Knightley. Of course he's in love with her. And he persuades Jack to help him. And Jack, of course, is just like, there's nothing in it for me. I don't have to help you. You treated me like shit earlier. You were bad. You were were talking mad trash about me. I can Mm -hmm. just stay here and rock for all I care. Mm -hmm. And then he's just like, I designed it. Uh, the the prison cells so i can get you out of here you can get your ship and or you can get a new ship mm-hmm. and you can help me find elizabeth and he's like okay but he also points out he's just like what's your name will turner and then we mm-hmm. see he pops up and he's like oh that would be short for william it's a nice mm-hmm. strong name and we don't know it at the time but that's when jack knew mm-hmm. that as soon as he said his last name was turner he was like, oh, okay. And he did say, he was like, have I threatened you before? Like, you know, like, have I seen I you like before? that. I was like, uh, that's an interesting kind of like backstory. I like how he said it. I was like, Did I love when they're you? underwater, they steal a boat, and you only see their feet. How is that it. possible? Oh, you've never uh, have like an air pocket? Yeah, but how... So it is possible because it feels oh, weird yeah. though because they're really deep and I'm like, how is the air pocket still there? Well, they just don't go any deeper. They don't oh, apply pressure okay. to it. Okay, 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 okay. You see, you only apply a, apply a certain amount of pressure and then it keeps that air pocket there. Mm, they okay. did have a limited amount of air, but they were going towards the ship. Mm-hmm. And he's just, I love Will's line where he goes, this is either crazy or madness. And then Jack just goes... It's amazing how those two can get uh, interchanged. And they take over a ship with Will acting like a complete idiot. And Jack is just like, all right, but I'm Captain Jack Sparrow, savvy. And they steal that ship. Of course, they knew uh, Norrington was going to try to take that ship. But that was what Jack was counting on. Mm-hmm. Because he was stealing Norrington's ship. The Interceptor. Because him and his crew boarded the ship they were originally on while that's happening jack and will go to the interceptor because it was used as a diversion and they were using the interceptor because the british soldier told us um that it's the um it's the fastest ship in the port Mm -hmm. and he was explaining that to uh, jack but it also acts as exposition to the audience Mm mm-hmm and, and I, love uh, that. I love he's just like he's got a, he's still the worst pirate i've ever seen and while that's happening they're getting away and then his second in command goes that is the best pirate i've ever seen yes so a... it would seem mm-hmm. <laughs> and then even i come in the north like, i prefer to see that uh, the, the interest at the bottom of the ocean in the hands of a pirate and we know then... he's fucking lying there mm-hmm. And then we see that Jack says to Will, I was like, oh, yeah, I know who your father is. His name was 
Bootstrap Turner. And then bootstrap he's like, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, Bootstrap Bill Turner. I was like, my father was not pirate. Well, well, sorry, matey. And then he's like, um, he does that thing of like the getting the sail to push him almost almost at the edge. I was like, uh, well, you have to accept that you are like a pirate. You help a pirate, and you even help a pirate to steal a ship. So technically, now you're a pirate. Because the whole message is, your father was a pirate and a good man. Mm-hmm. He said that, and I also can't help but laugh when he's like, "I swear you look just like him." If you've seen the sequels, you know that is not true. Oh no. <laughs> We'll get to that. But, mm-hmm. And they say it like three times in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny to me. And he's just like, but I can't, I can't uh, sail this boat all by me lonesome. All right. And he knows that if they're going to hear anything about the Black Pearl, first they got to get a crew. And there mm-hmm. is an island, Tortuga, mate. Mm-hmm. But only pirates know where it's at. Jack is a pirate and he has been. It can only be found by people that have already been there. Mm-hmm. which sounds like a paradox but jack has of course been there and then we see that they re- recruit a crew in tortuga with it feels uh, like vegas for pirates pretty much and there's even more references to the rides there and he gets slapped by two prostitutes and he's just like i probably i don't know if i deserve that i probably deserve that one Scarlet. oh i love ah, did you James notice the little James. detail on his neck yeah the little bit of flesh that's because he has syphilis. And you'll Ooh. see in the sequels that it grows. Oh. So that spot on his neck where he has like the little bit of red, that's mm-hmm. going to grow. Just pay attention to that side of his face. Oh, wow. That's a nice detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he gets help from his first mate, Mr. Gibbs. And mm-hmm. he's still rocking those amazing Wolverine mutton chops. Mm-hmm. As he slept with the pigs and he got hit with the bucket of water the second time. And he's just like, mm-hmm. I'm already awake. And Will just goes, that was for the smell. <laughs> but then he's like, all right, Jack, you're going after the Black Pearl. You're crazy. First of all, how do you think anybody would do that? Mm-hmm. Second of all, Barbosa, you and I both know he's not one to deal with negotiations. And he's like, let's just say that it's a matter of leverage. Mm-hmm. That there is Bootstrap Bill's son, his only child. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "All right, I'll get us a crew." Yeah, I love how he does that. I was like, "That's the thing that we have." Like, and also like that's kind of like small stories or like a small crew going against a big army. I like that in a lot of stories. So what are they? Some kind of Suicide Squad? Oh God! <laughs> but uh, we hear. Well, en route. Oh, yeah. Well, by the way, the crew, um, there's a there's a pirate named Cotton. He has his tongue cut out, but he has a parrot that talks for him. Mm-hmm. And way before she got, even she even did Crossroads, Zoe Saldana. A very young Zoe Saldana. She Saldana, honestly yeah. looks the same. Mm-hmm. She still looks the same. And, I mean, she has nothing to do in this movie. She's just there to slap Jack and say, I need a ship. And at the end, she doesn't get a ship. Question. Because she's not in the sequels, right? She's only in this one, right? Nope. She's only in this one. Why? We don't Mm -hmm. know. She Mm -hmm. said she was uncomfortable with doing it. Maybe she said she knows something that we don't Mm. and just doesn't want to say it. Mm -hmm. I don't really care. It's just very strange to see. It's like seeing Chris Pratt and Jennifer's body. 
it's it's one of those things like oh yeah this was before they were super famous mm-hmm. as before she was so yeah zoe saldana has been in some of the biggest franchises ever now pirates guardians avatar, and avatar the marvel universe yeah she's not in star wars yet right not yet that'd yeah. be awesome mm-hmm. and then we go back to elizabeth and she's having dinner with barbosa and Barbosa is talking about the the, the coin, the me, the metal. It was like a disaster gold. There were eight hundred eighty two pieces of identical found by Cortez himself. Every person that steals from that chest will be marked by a curse for eternity. We took it. Food we eat turns to dust. And no matter how many women we have, we cannot satisfy our lust. But now, thanks to you, we have the final piece that we need. And also, we need your blood. That's why it's best to keep you alive. Yeah. And then I think this is the best sequence in the movie. When she runs away and we see the big reveal of all of the crew as the skeletons. And the makeup is still in the CGI. It still looks amazing. I mean, like, with the way that Kira Knightley slips between all of them, and she's technically like, there's a scene when she's technically dancing with one because she's still trying to run away. And when there's a guy that catches her Tarzan style, and the 3D effect of like, they make her jump all the way to the camera and it looks 3D, but it's not 3D. I like yeah, that. Even the monkey is cursed. Yes. And honestly, as a young kid, it can be very scary. These these ghostly skeletons that can only be seen in the moonlight. I love that even when the sails hit the moon, like the black sails, Mm -hmm. then they get holes in them. And I love the consistency of it too, because there's no shots where there's like maybe like a green screen or they forgot to do it. Every time there's moonlight, you see that CG Mm -hmm. effect. And is it dated? Yeah, because our there's that uncanny valley thing. But it doesn't but look it bad, still holds up pretty well. It's a lot better than The Rock in uh, The Mummy Returns or it's The better Flash. better than The Flash. Yeah. We're going to bring that bitch many fucking times because that movie suck. <laughs> well, some of the worst visual effects I have ever seen. Uh-huh. We're just going to keep it at that. Yeah, and so... And then she goes back to Barbosa. I was like, look at the moonlight. It reveals our real selves. We're not there or alive yet. I cannot feel the wind or the warmth of the skin of a woman. As he, we see that the hand of Barbosa going against uh, Kira Knightley, and then I love the hand, how it turns into the moonlight and turns into a, into a skull. I was like, you better stop believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. And the way that he walks and he says that, and he turns into a skeleton, and then he grabs a, a bottle of wine and he's drinking it. The As body you just horror- see it all go through the skeleton. The body horror that Gorbavinsky slept in a Disney P13 movie is fucking amazing. It's super cool. Yes, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, what are you doing? Get back to work. As then we learn on the voyage, now that Jack has a crew and everything, and they have the interceptor, um, we learn more about the backstory. Mm-hmm. It's not told through flashback with crappy CGI face. And we learn he was the captain of the Pearl and he shared the bearings of the hidden chest of Aztec gold 
And I love that Will is like, and is that why he's like all, and he does like this hand motion thing. Which, by the way, that was improvised by Orlando Bloom. Yeah. There's a surprising amount of improv, especially in the second movie, which that's my favorite of the franchise. You're going to see. And mm-hmm. that's a very close, like, it's my favorite, but barely. Because I think it's just the better movie. This is the better adventure movie. But we learned that Barbosa was his first mate. He instigated a mutiny and he marooned Jack on an island and that he escaped three days later. And he's like, why does Jack carry that pistol? And he's like, because they gave it to him on that island. After a while, you're going to starve to death and that pistol is going to start looking real friendly. But he did not fire it. He's kept that round in that chamber for 10 years and he's saving it for one person. Barbosa. And I love it. He's like, how did he escape? I was like, he grabbed a lot of sea turtles and made a raft. What did he use for row? Body hair on my back. How? <laughs> how? Damn. And there was you, like a... you know he's full of crap when he says that. I know. He's full of crap. I was like, still. Ew. I was like... <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was like uh, you're a pirate now. I was like, you say me, you took a ship, you like treasure. No, I don't. Not every treasure is going silver, says Jack. And now we go into Isla Muerta. The, oh, that's... yeah. We also learned that Bootstrap Bill was Jack's only supporter mm-hmm. and that he gave Will the gold piece because he um, he thought the crew should remain cursed for mutiny, for um doing the mutiny to jack so we learned that barbosa had bootstrap tied to a cannon and thrown overboard only to realize later that they needed his blood to break the curse Mm -hmm. but now we know a turner relative must take the place and the only one that can do that is will Mm -hmm. anyway we're back to uh isla de muerta yeah we went to isla muerta and then i was like uh we see the ceremony, and this is the other thing that looks beautiful, beautiful the ride, the beautiful cave with all of the treasure, and they're on top of it, and it looks like an exact recreation of the one from the ride. And they're on top of it, it win the chest, I was like, uh, and this, and I was like, uh, but the, how does it work? And it was like, uh, because we see he does the ceremony, he grabs uh, Elizabeth, cuts part of her hand, pulls the blood in, and he pulls the treasure back, I was like, uh, how do we know it will work? And then Barbosa shoots uh, uh, Grumpy, he's like, Oh, we're still cursed. I was like, yeah, he's just like, he just shot me. <laughs> and he's just like, is you, are you the child of William Turner or of Bootstrap Bill Turner? And she goes, no. Mm-hmm. And then they're all mad at Pencil and Rigetti. And they're just like, but she is, would be the same age and everything. I mean, honestly, fair assumption. Mm-hmm. But Even though the little girl in the flashback look older than Will, though. Yeah, and also we know that Jack and Will are in on this ceremony, mm-hmm. and Will suspects that Jack would turn on him because Jack turns on everybody, so he knocks him out. There's a lot of double crossing. Oh, that's nothing compared to the next two movies yeah, with all the double crossing. Triple crossing, I think and yeah, it, Jack, of course, great negotiator and bullshitter, mm-hmm. as Will and Elizabeth escape to the Interceptor, um, 
Jack barters with Barbosa. He's like, I'll tell you Bootstrap's real child in exchange for the Pearl. However, uh, the Pearl pursues the Interceptor and it sinks them because they took Jack prisoner. Funny moment as well as the second time in the movie where Jack is in a room where a cannon blows a hole through that room and he's just like, stop blowing holes in my ship! Anyway, we think that they do the, oh, the hero's de dead. How he managed to get out of that, he was like under a big wooden beam. Oh, you're talking about, um, Will? When they sunk the Interceptor, yeah. yeah. And then he appears, like, on the the rigging and stuff, mm -hmm. and it's just like, I am Will T William Turner, son of Bootstrap Bill Turner, and then he's the spitting image of old Bootstrap. And, I'm like, and then Marvel says, like, what are your terms? She goes free, and, and the crew, too. And then we we, we cut right next to it. I was like, uh, we see Elizabeth in the plank. And then I was like, uh, I love that Jack. He's like, me, 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 me. And he doesn't talk about Jack. I was like, Elizabeth goes to the plank. And then I love that. We was like, we never agreed to ask. You never, you never specify what kind of, uh, how did we get her out of the ship? How I got her free. I love yeah, that. Because... I love that thing of like, you never specify, bitch. <laughs> he is the man that will find the loophole and everything. He'd be yes. a great defense lawyer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we also see, oh, much like Jack, he's also very clever, very perceptive as well. And I guess as a pirate, you kind of have to be, because like I said, a lot of their tactics are based on deception. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll just give one for an example. Say that there's a British ship coming along the way that's like a spice ship. Now, they don't know that you're a pirate ship, so you fly like, let's just say the Spanish flag, because they were allies at the time. And... Then when they get close enough, like right next to him, they change the flag to the Jolly Roger, and then they board them, taking them by surprise. That tactic is used all the time in war. It's that, oh, we're friends, we're friends. It's that Trojan horse method. We see later in the movie as well. And I love little stuff like that. And it made me just interested in like the history of pirates, because this mm -hmm. was the golden age of piracy. Yeah, and I, I love the... Uh... I love that Rosa's like, and also I want that dress back. And then I was like, uh, oh, Jack, and do you recognize that island? The same one I left you in. I was like, uh, yeah, I love that Jack, how he took his seat. I was like, the way that he does it, he lifts his head. As I love it. I was like, no, not that one. And then I was like, uh, and then, of course, they both get the plank. And then, and I was like, uh, you spend three, and because it was like, uh, they see, I was like, uh, tell me, how do you escape? didn't escape love i was like uh and then we see that jack opens one of the like the hiding places of the uh of the island this is a trading island that we put a, they put a lot of food and alcohol and, and also rum. He, loves, and rum. He, he does love rum and like, uh, uh, it turns out that this place was a, a cache uh where rum runners would mm -hmm. go to but they're long out of business so he was just like i hopped on the nearest ship and then or he was like, I just stayed here all three days, just drunk off my ass, waiting for a ship to come by, because I knew they would. And he's like, welcome to the Caribbean, love. Yep, as they get very hammered, and Elizabeth is very sexually aggressive to him as mm -hmm. well. I mean, the chemistry is much better than her and Will. I'm just going to say that. 
up front. And that the sequels started to like doing that kind of like force triangle between both of them. Well, not really, but it's also just like that. Oh, will they? Won't they? Mm-hmm. Will they? Won't they? Oh, oh. goddamn it! I just thought of that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, Elizabeth gets found. Oh yeah, she burns all the rum as well, which pisses Jack off, and he's just like, "Why is the rum gone?" She's just like, "It's a vile drink that turns even the most good man into evil." But why is the rum gone? I just, just made like, a huge warning to the Royal Navy. They're looking for me. They'll be here in an hour. He's just like, oh, yeah, it must have been hell for you. Well, it bloody well is now. God, women. And then he sees immediately that a ship finds them. And he's just like, ah, I'm never going to hear the end of this, aren't I? Yeah. And I love it that they're in the Commodore's ship. And I love that. Uh, Elizabeth's like, we need to say Will. And then uh, we see Winona Ryder. Will! Will! <laughs> I can do a Will pun, too. And it could be connected because of Winona Ryder and Johnny Depp. And we've done some Burton, so one. it does make sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just like, yes, it's unfortunate what happened to young Turner, but he did uh, break the law and is now technically a pirate. And I'm like, fuck you, governor. Also, yeah, fuck you to the father of Elizabeth. And I'm like, you fucking like the guy. You like Will. Now you, you change your mind. You his simping. Of yeah. your daughter trying to get into into your little girl's pants. <laughs> and then of course, out of context, is... that could be horribly misconstrued. <laughs> Just want to get it... that out of the way. And Elizabeth does a very Jane Austen kind of move. Commodore, please do this for me as a wedding gift. Are you accepting his proposal? Yes. <laughs> I am accepting his proposal instead of Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy. <laughs> she also does have one of the funniest uh it's a trailer moment line but it's very Mm -hmm. funny later in the final battle but Mm -hmm. what does happen is norrington and his men set up an ambush outside of the cave where jack Mm -hmm. goes in and he's just like all right i'm gonna persuade barbosa to get his ass out here so we can trap him but instead of course jack backstabs them and then he makes an alliance with barbosa Mm -hmm. and he's like okay how about we just delay breaking the curse until we take the dauntless kill the crew and we also saw that Jack took, uh, he warns Will about this too. And he's just like, um, you should break it when the time, when the opportunity presents itself, mm-hmm, Will. And Will picks up on this too. And I love the whole thing that Will doesn't, he keeps condemning pirates, but he's actually a really good pirate. Not only that, but also the way that Jack is making the negotiation, he goes like a, you can get even more barbosa and he's just dropping the coins back into the thing and then he slips kind of like a magician the the other coin he's like a hand so trick <laughs> and and then we see was like a, and also barbosa you can even be a commodore barbosa uh, like you can keep 25 percent of my plunder and i can get the pearl and i was like just wait for the right moment and then barbosa's like boys go for a walk and we get that awesome, the the crew underneath the water that they used in all the trailers. The fuck, the shade first of the ship, seeing them normal walking underwater and then turning into skeletons. Peak cinema. cinema. No, and there's also the one shot when Will and Jack took the interceptor with Jack with the pistol on his shoulder and then he smiles. The they use that 
in all the marketing. It's on yeah. the back of the DVDs and Blu-rays and everything. It's one of the most it, iconic shows. Of it's the one of the. It is like used in all the promotional images. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, and the poster also is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's obviously it's heads on a poster, but like the front is like Jack with a pistol in one hand, like mm-hmm. the guns and another, and. But it's not know, crowded just... as today, though. Yeah. Like, and then we it's, see... It's, it's not too many. It's not too much, because there's also just, like, cool artwork that's underneath them. It's how you do a live-action poster. You well, make it look really cool. It's not showing all of the cast right, right now. It's just only, like, here is only the main cast that is only on the poster, and that's That it. are important. Mm-hmm. And they do the same thing with Dead Man's Chest and mm-hmm. at World's End. And then they ruin it with the other... Yeah. <laughs> And but what does happen after that? We see the pirates attacking the Duchess. And I love the two pirates, I call them the gay pirates, in drag, uh, pretending to be women in the in, in the boat. I was like, I just pretended to be a distraction. And I love it because they got distracted. They they the, How they turn this into skeletons and it looks so funny in their dresses. Well, and... they also expose themselves by beating the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. I love that, I think it's Rigetti. The, the one with the fake eye. Yes. As well. It's a wooden eye. He keeps losing it. Yes. Uh, at one point, there's a fork that gets stuck into it. it mm-hmm. And he's just like, uh, you know, I got splinters in this eye because of it. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're mainly used as the comic relief. Mm-hmm. Like, Jack has, like, some sort of funny moments. But Jack, surprisingly, is not used for comic relief. Like well, in the sequels. It's also the pirates, technically, those two, Raggedy and Grumpy, are taking the parallels on not Simon Peck and not Nick Frost. And yeah, then... they're, well, also with the two British soldiers, those mm-hmm. are the two incompetent ones. They also are comic relief. I think that was the problem with a lot of the sequels, is they rely too much on the comedy and wacky adventures. And they rely a lot of, like, uh, fan service. Like, uh, they overpay what we like about the first one a lot. Like they Well, the first it. three... Yeah. Mainly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you like Jack Sparrow? Okay. And you like his him when he does funny stuff? Here you go. Mm-hmm. We're going to up it up by 11. And yep. it's going to be terrible. What does happen is uh, we get the this fight. great, great fight scene mm-hmm. with, uh, well, first of all, there's the tension of the pirate crew sneaking up onto the, uh, the ship. And then once their cover is blown, it's just all at war. And there's a lot of little funny moments, like with the governor getting his wig snatched and taking the skeleton hand into the desk. And we get Jack fighting Barbosa. Elizabeth came to rescue Will as the rest of the crew, after freeing them, uh, refused to help him because of the pirate code forbade it. And she's just like, well, they're more like guidelines. But it doesn't matter because she's still on her own. She's just like, stupid pirate. And... Uh, they beat, beat three of the pirates. One of them is the big bearded dude with the bomb, bombs. And uh, she hits him with a pole, and she's just like, oh, you think that's painful? Try wearing a corset. Thank you. <laughs> she wearing a corset. And then we see that Barbosa. I love this little detail that Barbosa and Jack, they're technically fighting. It looks beautiful like a dance. And we see Barbosa in the moonlight, and I love the consistency of the special effects that every time he touches the moonlight, he tur- he turns into a skeleton. Well, not only that, like he stabs Jack at some point, mm-hmm. but that him stealing the coin, he cursed himself on purpose, probably because he knew. 
I love how he says it. He flips the coin between his fingers like, I couldn't resist. And then we see them still great sword uh, sword fighting as well. And the the music. big and epic and it makes you think of... It's hard to make you think of a broad concept like pirates. But whenever you think pirates, you think of Pirates of the Caribbean. And then what does happen after that um i love when when they're finding the stuff the fight was like a and i was like what jack sparrow we're gonna just gonna be in a fight and epic fight until judgment day because they're technically immortal and i'm like you know what that's a really good line from barbosa i was like we're just gonna fight for eternity and then we see that that all of the crew that thing that you said that he they steal the pearl and they leave elizabeth but then we see this is beautiful because barbosa is still talking he's monologuing and then jack throws his piece with his blood, and then exactly, and he shoots Barbosa, and Barbosa was like, huh, you just did your only shot, and then Jack is like, I didn't. And then he turns around, he we sees that Wills drops the, the piece with his yeah, blood. Yeah, and then Wills is like, he didn't waste it. Mm-hmm. Cuts his blood down there. Boom. Oh, we were made to think that he shot Elizabeth first. Yeah. Because he had a gun drawn on Elizabeth, and then you hear a and it turns out Jack shot him in the chest. Mm-hmm. He's like, 10 years you've been carrying that shot and you waste it now. Mm-hmm. He didn't waste it. And then whoosh, cuts the hand with a little bit of blood and puts it in the chest. This Lomo. And now the curse is broken. And we see mm-hmm. Barbosa open up his shirt as he got shot in the heart too. So it's like a ton of blood is spilling. And he's like, I feel cold and Damn, then he just a good delivery. dies mm-hmm. and then we see that the crew is all immortal of course the one person that we see that dies is the black guy mm-hmm. i'm like really yep racist and then they're all like yay yay mm-hmm. they're immortal now so of course they surrender mm-hmm. and they're no longer cursed but anyway uh jack tries to escape as well and will misses his opportunity because he's just like Oh, I guess your fiance will be waiting for you. And then Jack, of course, is like, if you were waiting for the prime opportunity, mate, that was it. Yeah. And the whole persona of Jack Sparrow, we forgot to mention, is of a rock star. Yeah. Because, yeah, because Keith Richards from the Mm -hmm. Rolling Stones. Ironic later on, but he, yeah, because pirates were a lot like rock stars. They just Mm -hmm. did whatever they wanted. They took whatever they wanted and they did not care about mm-hmm. any consequences because for them, it was just anarchy. Mm-hmm. It and sounds then, more fun than it actually was. Mm-hmm. And then we cut into Jack's execution. Uh, he's getting executed. Yeah, because they're just like, he's like, uh, I guess you guys are just going to let me escape now, right? Right? <laughs> and then, of course, nope. Mm-hmm. And then I like that Orlando Bloom is wearing kind of like a Three Musketeers from the Charlie Sheen version outfit. He rocks this look. He looks good. He looks kind of like a mix of like Three Musketeers and also Slash Robin Hood from Kevin Costner version. He looks well, like yeah, a Well, yeah, also because he's got like the mustache, the soul the patch. Little and the little twirl on good. the hat. See, the big feather in the hat as well. Yeah. A lot of big hats. A lot of good mm-hmm. hats as well. And Orlando Bloom is totally rocking this Three Musketeers look. Yes. It's weird that he never made one. And uh, Three Musketeers... He like, was uh, in one of them. 
funny oh, enough. Yeah. Not not the nineties Three Musketeers. Wasn't which he is in the awesome. Mila Jovovich one? The Mila Jovovich one. He was in that. Mm-hmm. Maybe like it was on purpose. Uh, but and, uh, for real, the nineties Disney version of Three Musketeers is great. It has Tim mm-hmm. Curry as the bad guy, and it's it's got that uh, all for one song. Mm-hmm. That was sung by Brian Adams, Sting, and Rod Stewart, which is a crazy That's uh, the most Three Musketeers yeah. <laughs> matchup ever. All for one. It's so power ballad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we cut to the execution as they're reading off Jack's many crimes. So many. And I love he's just like impersonating a clergyman. And he's like, he's laughing. He's like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> And I love As that a, Will goes near with his outfit to Elizabeth. I was like, Elizabeth, I love you. And then he he just leaves and goes to save Jack. And I love that Jack is doing oh, that. Oh, in front of Norrington and uh, her father, father as well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good for you, Will. Go for you. And then I love that Will does that thing of like, it look like like the mummy, like uh, that stopping stopping Brendan for when he gets nabbed and then he throws the the, the sword on his feet for him to still be. But it by goes back to the fight with Will and Jack in the blacksmith mm-hmm. shop where he threw the sword yes. at the front door to lock Jack in there. Mm-hmm. Really good poetry. Yeah, and then that's we see what the, you call good storytelling. Yeah, and then we see where Will says Jack, and this is the other inconsistency with the father. It was that the father was like a. So, because we see that the father sees a, um, sees a will with Elizabeth, like, this is what your heart desires, Elizabeth? And Elizabeth's like, yes. He was already, like, kind of pissed at Will. He's just like, I already pardoned you for stealing the Interceptor, for stealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're going to break that? This is how you repay me? To be fair, yeah, that's a good response. But then, then after that... And then he again, because he's like, well, this is the plan that you chose, Elizabeth. He's a blacksmith, though. And then she said, no, he's a pirate. He's a pirate. As they kiss like it's a romance novel. As Jack, of course, escaped. It looks he, like a romance novel. He, so he, he walked backwards so yes. much that he didn't even pay attention because he was just like, this will be the day you almost captured. Huh? And he falls into the water, miraculously. Mm-hmm. But the pearl comes by to pick him up. Yes. So now he's got the pearl again. And Norrington is just like, well, shit. Uh, I guess you don't love me. All right. I guess uh, I'll let you marry Will. And Mm -hmm. we can give Jack Sparrow a day's head start. Mm -hmm. I think he's like grown to kind of respect him a little bit. He's just like, you know what? It's kind of like at the end of Fast Five where The Rock is just like, you know what? I'll give him a day's head start, but then yeah. I'm getting after their ass because, you know, he just respects He has them to admire the move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they saved his ass mm-hmm. as well. We will see the consequences of that in the oh, next yeah. movie. But uh, after that, we get Jack. Uh, you know, he's got the pearl and everything. And now he has a triumphant boat. Yep. Make it poetic from the first part shot of him. Drink up me hearties, yo-ho. And then he snaps the compass as mm-hmm. it cuts to black. Mm-hmm. Also a great cut to black. Yeah. As we get the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
there's uh, after the credits, the monkey is at Isla de Muerta, takes a coin, and he's back to being immortal. Oh. So that explains in the sequel. Ah. Uh, that's a good one. So we rushed through a lot. To be this fair, movie, this is, all of these movies, these movies are, are three hours. Very, very long. The Gore Verbinski. Yes. Gore Verbinski loves making long movies. Sometimes they're too long. And it's weird that The Ring is an hour and a half. It is. Yeah. But I get it. It's pirates and stuff mm -hmm. and their whole, like, There is a lot of and, lore. And they get lore heavy, lore. two and three. It gets a little too lore heavy in the third one, much like The Matrix, where they go way up their own ass. But the... The sequence of many jacks is really fun, though. And uh, the many colorful personalities of the Pirate Council, or the Pirate oh, Lords, yeah. including my favorite guy with the funny voice. But uh, we'll leave that for another time. another time. But we just finished The Curse of the Black Pearl. This one is still fucking cool. It's really good. Yeah, this is just a fun, like, in the same vein of Zorro, you know, mm -hmm. the first Zorro, the mask of Zorro. It's that same. They're both very similar, too. Like, very they both bulky. have a very uh, similar aesthetic. Kind of simple story on their surface. Mm -hmm. Focus on the practical. Focus really on Really good classic. characters. A mm -hmm. lot of good small details that tell a lot about those characters. Mm -hmm. Very well acted. Great action. Great music. Amazing cinematography. It's just a fun adventure film. And you can understand, like, even if they never made another movie, this would be, this works fine on its own. And it was, on, that was going to say, it works on its own because we're going to talk about the sequels. They reckon some stuff because this movie was never built to be a franchise. This was a big risk. And I still admire it because here's a really good movie still. Like, Johnny Depp's performance carries the movie. But also, it has the benefit of having a really good story. And the directing of Gore Verbinski, because Gore Verbinski was an indie director. He didn't manage a lot of big budgets. This was his first big budget one. I also cre uh, credit Jerry Bruckheimer mm -hmm. and his producing. Because, you know, he's known for producing big movies, right? Oh, That's why he works so well with uh, Michael Bay. Because mm -hmm. they make big blockbuster adventures and stuff and they promote it like that and you know you get um i, I really do a credit that to like i mean and jerry bruckheimer would later work with Jim the Fisher. national treasure movie yeah mm -hmm. and those are very similar vibes to the pirates of the caribbean movies yes. and those films were successful the fact they never made a third one is it's horse crap mm -hmm. and they made a tv a show. show that was basically no just a decom <laughs> and it was terrible yeah ah and nicholas cage does want to do another one that's the sad part they you were... have him right there disney you have Those... him right there but we can appreciate those national treasure movies yes but we just love this era of disney because they took risks mm -hmm. and it sounded really stupid on paper like the first teaser image i think was a poster of a skeleton with a red bandana on like the wheel oh, in the, the pirate storm. wheel. Mm -hmm. yes that was the very first image and then you're like really pirates of the caribbean the and theme park ride that you take with your kid 
and it was going to be a laughing stock. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, they thought that this movie was going to flop hard. And it was, oh, and it yeah. didn't. It did anything but that. Mm-hmm. I remember and this of movie. Course, everybody was talking about this movie when it came out. Everybody. Everybody. Nobody. Everybody wanted to be Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. He was the big standout. And now he's considered one of the most iconic film characters of all time mm-hmm. for a reason. And yeah, I just can't wait to talk more about it next week with Dead Man's Chest. Mm-hmm. I'll give this, movie, I'll give a this movie a nine. Nice. Yeah, because it's still a very well-constructed movie. It's very of its time mm-hmm. as well. It still feels very 2000s, even though it's set in, like, the eight, 17th century. Mm-hmm. It's very... It's it's weird. That I that's the thing. I kind of disagree a little, though, because the way that Gopher Miskin recorded it, it maybe feels 2000s because of the cast, but the story feels timeless, though. It has kind of, like, that mommy feel, like you say, a muscle sorrow. That it it's still, like, timeless. 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s, like, yeah. just transition transitioning to the 2000s and it's just it's a lot of fun like Mm -hmm. if you want a great pick me up or a great like movie night where it's a great theme Mm -hmm. you want to get into pirates and stuff this is the movie that you want to watch happy 20 year anniversary curse of the black pearl yes thank you uh to all the people until then next week we're gonna continue with dead man's chest one of the biggest sequels ever made Oh, that's an understatement. Yeah. Uh, As always, you can find me at RobertRDC on Twitter, Instagram, and on Letterboxd at RobertRDC. Please follow follow us on SYNSPOT on Twitter. Please go send us a review on Spotify, Apple, and the other ones. Thank you, Billy. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at MasterofPuns196. Every word starts with a capital letter. You can also follow me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. And once again, you can follow our main show, Twitter, at SYNSPod, as well as give us a five-star review and just give us a review on Apple Podcasts, as well as listen to us on Google Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Spotify for Podcasters, wherever podcasts can be listened to. And as always, see you next summer. Savvy. Dun, 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 dun.